you're listening to Going Places. I'm your host, Kara Orbell. I initially started this podcast to learn more about the ins and outs of travel. Eventually, I discovered there's so much more to a person than where they go. My goal is to learn more from people who are going places. I've interviewed community leaders, entrepreneurs, veterans, authors, and experts who tell fascinating stories and give amazing advice. Thanks for tuning in, and I can't wait to see where you go. Hi, everyone. My name is Kara Orbell. I'm your host of Going Places, and today I'm talking to Allie Laidlaw. She is a junior at St. Norbert, and she's studying graphic design. She is an amazing photographer, and I'm so excited to have her on. I'm going to rack her brain about photography and just her love for it. She actually took photos of me, and they turned out amazing. I was blown away, and she just had an amazing photo shoot. I think it's called Euphoria, but it was totally euphoric and beautiful, and it was an indoor shoot where mine was outdoors. So I'm so excited to talk about that as well. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks. I'm like looking forward to talking. I don't really know what to expect, but I'm, I'm up for anything. (laughs) Yeah. So let's start from the very beginning. How did you get into photography? Um, I like, I've always liked taking pictures. Like I remember, like I liked like disposable cameras. I had like a little point and shoot when I was in elementary school. Um, I kind of like wasn't super serious about it though. I was just like, this is fun. I can like make pretty things with it. Um, And then like my senior year, like right before my senior year of high school, my friend Emily was like, my dad told me that he's going to take my senior photos with like an iPhone in our backyard with portrait mode. And I was like, no, he's not. I'm doing them. Stop. (laughs) So that was like the start of like me doing like portraits and like being really intentional about it. That's great. Do you think, I know for a lot of people, photography is kind of genetic. Does it run in your family or does art run in your family at all? I've had this conversation with one of my art professors actually. And like, they're not like fine artists, like you would say, like, but they both make, like my parents make things. Um, So my mom likes to garden. My dad does a lot of like building projects around the house. Um, Just like things like that. Like they're really creative in that way, but like I'm like a very like traditional, like I like to paint, I like to make photos, I like to draw that kind of like traditional art. Yeah, that's really cool. That's fun. I I always think it's really cool when people are so handy because I think that's a trait that we're losing with our generation. Mm -hmm. So I applaud your parents because that's that's something I wish I could have picked up like woodwork or something like that. And I think our generation is totally missing out on that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I really like the chance to like work with my hands when I when I can because even photography is like it is a lot of like clicking around on my trackpad on my computer and using key commands and stuff like that. So it's like when I get to work in a studio and paint or like work on a pottery wheel or something like that, I really enjoy it. That's great. Yeah. So how would you describe your photography style? Um this is kind of a fun thing because like I always like I regularly update like my Instagram bio because that's like my center for like sharing my photography with different people I'm like I want this to be like pretty accurate as to how I feel like I'm approaching things right now and like right now it says like editorial inspired portraits because I like I aspire to do like editorial stuff but like what really draws me to photography is like the people and like the face and the emotions behind like the person that I'm photographing so editorial tends to be like I don't know I, I I like just taking pictures of normal people and like trying to bring something more out of that person mm-hmm. and like kind of 
creating some intrigue around who they are as just the individual. Whereas like editorial, I feel like you're kind of creating a story for this person rather than like bringing out their own, like the story that already exists in them. So I feel like I'm very much a portrait photographer, but I'm very inspired by editorial, like lighting and colors and posing and stuff like that. That's really cool. What's your, I don't know if this is a tough question, but what's your favorite emotion to capture in a, in a photo? Um, it's, there's two like really strong ones. I feel like, like a really genuine, just like a laugh or like somebody just like feeling really good about themselves is always nice. And then I just really like, like a super straight face where you're just kind of like taking in what this person looks like. And like, if I can get like depth in their eyes or something, or like if they're looking off somewhere, I'm like, who are they and what are they thinking about and what do they do? Like that kind of thing. So like with you, I think I made you like look away from the camera and just like look away. And I was like, that's kind of what I was trying to create there. Yeah. So yeah, one of those two. That's both of them. Yeah, that was fun. I'm I'm kind of a smiley person, so it was fun mm-hmm. to be more serious and kind of portray myself in a more serious light. And mm-hmm. they turned out amazing. They they look really cool. So that was really fun. And we took our pictures <laughs> under an underpass, which was yeah. really fun. That was one of the most wild experiences I've had in a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I'm learning to like create my like photos photo backdrops and like surroundings a little bit more because I think when I when I first started I definitely just kind of like like let's go out in the woods let's walk (laughs) around town like this will be fine yeah like it turns out well but like it's really a different challenge and I get a more intentional result when I'm like really paying attention to what I use as a backdrop for my photos that's really cool do you know what mindfulness is Mm mm-hmm do you use mindfulness when you're taking pictures? Like, do you have kind of a meditative process while you're taking the pictures? I don't know if I would frame it as meditative, but I like, I try to be pretty intentional just because like, I feel like it's part of the craft to know what you're going for and then be able to use your camera as a tool to make that thing instead of like letting your camera take the lead. Like there's a time and place for that definitely. But if like, if you go into like a wedding or a portrait session or a family session you like you want to have like a finished image in mind because your client does mm-hmm. like they know what they're looking for and they chose you because they believe that you can give them that thing so in some ways like you have to be aware of what you're doing you can't just like click the shutter and hope for the best <laughs> that's what I do <laughs> that's what I do and, like, in my sometimes- iPhone yeah sometimes I do do that and like it's fun and you get some really cool shots out of it but it's not the most dependable method mm-hmm. so like there's it's a lot it's a lot of give and take like some of it you do have to plan and like you might have like a shot list or like an idea of like some really key things that you want to take a photo of or like a pose that you really want to do but mm-hmm. sometimes you're just like let's try this and <laughs> see how it goes what's your favorite lighting I know that's a big thing and I'm always curious on what the best lighting is I love super bright light with really harsh shadows. I've learned to love it a lot. So like there's kind of a thing in like the photography world, at least from my perspective, where people are a little bit afraid of harsh light. And I definitely was too, because I was like, well, if you take photos at noon, like the sun is directly above you, especially if it's in the summer. Mm -hmm. This is a thing that I deal with for seniors is like, you want to flatter them as much as you can. Like you want them to, you want to make them look good and you want them to feel good about the pictures that you took of them. 
and like harsh shadows make your like eyes really dark and they like bring out all of your features in like just a very unforgiving way sometimes it's flattering sometimes it looks really cool but not everybody likes the way that they look with really strong shadows and like strong highlights but I think it's really fun it's just very dramatic and like I love shadow play I've always loved watching like how light moves and stuff like that that's really cool interesting let's and I would dive say in. like okay oh yeah, sorry go ahead no you're good continue um I was gonna like on top of like strong light and shadows I also like like right after the sun has gone down so like it's after golden hour the sun is like either at the horizon or just below it and it's kind of like really creamy and pale outside mm -hmm. like the sky is like almost white or gray and that gives you this super nice just like soft light and it makes some colors pop really cool how do you feel about golden hour I like it fine like I started out with it was like my very favorite time to shoot and like that was when I wanted to have my senior pictures taken and I got like pranked because it rained on my senior picture oh, I think it turned no. out great my photographer was amazing <laughs> oh good okay um like golden hour is beautiful but like I I really like that like strong direct light and just like high contrast stuff that's cool it kind of forces you out of your comfort zone too mm -hmm. it makes you it like forces you to kind of adapt and like you have to work with the light and the shadows in a way interesting very cool okay I want to dive in continue <laughs> no you're good it's kind of it's kind of like it's like learning to work like with the light instead of kind of against the light which mm -hmm. is a really like that can get really philosophical if we want it to it's like you can you can see it as your <laughs> adversary or you can see it as like something that can like really help you and make you create these really like striking and interesting images yeah I feel like that's a lot of things in nature too because when we were shooting the wind was a big thing and I was like oh mm -hmm. I'm get my hair out of the way but you were like no like let it go like let it play yeah, yeah. that was really fun for me because you kind of let the forces of nature interact with the pictures and it turned out mm -hmm. amazing I feel like that's kind of a process that I I've kind of taken on in a lot of my art like I'll plan it to a point like this is kind of my thoughts for the outcome but like there are going to be things that like I think of that I want to try or like there's going to be different obstacles that I have to work with and that's all going to influence the outcome of a shoot as much as I ever will mm -hmm. and whether I lean into it or lean again like try to avoid it is also going to impact like how the shoot goes and whether I'm happy with it yeah that makes sense interesting okay well I want to dive into the relationship between the photographer and the the can I say model, like the person yeah. that you're shooting, mm -hmm. the model, how does that relationship change throughout the shoot? Huh. I like, I haven't like thought of it like framed like that before. So like as far as like directing goes or like the familiarity or like what, what kind of thing are you thinking? Yeah. Either way. Like, as the model, like I'm sure like you have like a little bit of a perspective on this now, like you've but I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, either way, like I know a lot of people are very shy when they're getting their picture taken. They're uncomfortable at the beginning. So like how, how do you see like a person open up to you or a person like, cause I felt like we, we were kind of shy with each other and then we started shooting and we became pretty good friends from it. And it kind of mm -hmm. changed the way that, I don't know, it kind of created a respect for each other that was like un, unsaid and unsaid respect. So do you see that a lot when you're shooting with someone? Sometimes it's hard for me to tell, um, but like 
definitely when you like for me I've never worked with like a, a model like somebody who does it as a career so I've found myself doing a lot of I pose people I give them like prompts and things to do and that's definitely a learned skill like luckily the very first person that I ever shot was my best friend Emily so we were very comfortable with each other and she was reasonably comfortable in front of the camera she's a dancer so she's used to like performing and stuff like that yeah but it's very much just like you as a photographer sometimes I feel very on the spot and that's something that I had to get used to because I hate like being in front of people and like being the center of attention quite frankly Mm. so learning to kind of have this like log of ideas and like poses in the in the back of my head or like lighting situations that I really love kind of like if I'm in a city I love to find like a big window or like a mirror and like create a reflection there Mm. um or like just different ways to spice up like a relatively boring location like low angles I've learned are like amazing like the low angle will make a very average photo like pretty damn good cool um but as far as models go it's really just like encouraging them is really helpful and just like especially if you like if you get a photo and you're like this is like amazing I love this like you look great like show them that photo because like being able to see yourself and how you're doing like is really helpful because like if you can't see like what you're doing right or what you're doing wrong you can't adjust to that and you can't like Sorry, I'm assuming you'll like cut this out because I'm just like thinking here. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> um, Only if you want me to. I kind of like these pauses. I'm trying to get okay. used to like that because one of the challenges with podcasting is I used to be so uncomfortable with silence. And so that's kind of my thing now. I'm trying to get used to the comfort of not having to like fill my time because I think that's one of the most magical parts. And I have such an yeah. style. And so, yeah, I'm trying to get used to the silence. <laughs> Okay. Well, if you want to keep my silence in here, that's fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I actually kind of deal with some silence too, because like there'll be times in a, like during a shoot, because usually my shoots are like an hour to Mm -hmm. a few hours. It depends. And I'll just be like, I'll like hit a wall and I'm like, uh, what do I do next? Like, what do I make them do next? And like, because I don't work with like models, it's like these people are looking to me for like guidance and instruction. And I'm like, okay. let's do this and it's like you really have to you literally have to just fake confidence and like if you sound sure of yourself they'll do it most people will not question what you want them to do as a photographer <laughs> they're yeah. like as long as it looks good I'm, I'm game that's great that's funny cool. that's so interesting I feel like I'm the same with podcasting because sometimes I get stuck and I can't think of an, like the next question and, and I just freak out I'm like oh tell me about this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah it you how to pivot it teaches you how to kind of create on the spot and I think that's one of the most magical kind of parts of creating art in that way mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I really enjoy it like I think as far as like a photographer model relationship I think my confidence as a photographer like I need to inspire trust in a model and then like we can build from there like if I'm like my mood and my presentation is really critical to the success of the shoot like I need to have Mm -hmm. at least a confident demeanor even if I'm kind of like I don't know how this is gonna (laughs) go like 
these people are not like my usual clients. Like, I don't know how comfortable, comfortable they're going to be or like if it's my first time doing any given kind of shoot, like the first time I did a maternity shoot, I was like, what do I do with these two people? <laughs> Where do they stand? How yeah. do I make them not look awkward? That'd so, be scary for me. <laughs> yeah. Experience is like really necessary, but like it's very much a fake it until you like just actually know what you're doing. Hmm. Interesting. And if you make a mistake, you're just kind of like, you know, uh, that didn't go great or even if you just tell the people that you're shooting with it's like you know great but then you just like don't give them that particular photo if you don't like the way it turned out it's like yeah. just keep up a like positive attitude and like be encouraging and because if they suspect something's up then they're going to get more awkward yeah so you kind of have to keep the momentum going true like that's as much a part of my job as like taking the photo as like helping is like setting people at ease Mm, I feel like the energy is really important. What's mm. your best way to keep the energy up? Like what, how do you do that? Um, the more I can get people to move a lot of times, the better, like, mm. especially for like senior shoots, which are some of my favorite to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause those are just like, they're like 17 year olds and they're just really excited <laughs> and they're like, they're nervous, but they're really excited. They're like, what do I do? Like they're getting their picture taken. Like as much as they don't want to admit it, like they're a little bit self-centered and like we all are like having your portraits taken is fun. Yeah. Like, and I want them to lean into it because the more like they embrace it, the better the photos are going to look. I like that. So just like telling them they look good, complimenting their outfit, like their hair, like something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the most difficult thing at the beginning of a shoot is people tend to be kind of stiff Mm-hmm. they're nervous so like their shoulders are tense they're up a little bit and like I've really learned to like look at a person's face and be like relax your cheeks relax your forehead like <laughs> I think you told like, that to me eight times mm-hmm. <laughs> like people are like they'll get like they're kind of nervous and people show it in different ways like they'll like raise their eyebrows a little bit as they're smiling and I'm like you need to drop your eyebrows your forehead's all scrunched up like I don't say it like that I'm just yeah. like relax your forehead <laughs> and then they do it and I'm like much better yeah I wonder what's going on inside a photographer's mind as they're taking the picture, like the things that they wouldn't say to the person themselves, but they're just thinking it. Yeah. It's like the most important thing is like, you can't, don't tell them like, this looks bad. You're like, Mm -hmm. you correct the thing that looks bad. Kind of like tell them a positive thing they can do instead of, instead of like telling them that this just looks wrong. Cause then they're like, well, what do I do instead? Like, how do I fix it? Yeah. It's like, skip the, like, you're doing this wrong and just say, do this instead. I like that. Yeah. Okay. What is the most magical moment that you had in a photography shoot? Mm. I'm stumping you. <laughs> I got. Good I just questions. like. I feel like I don't. I haven't like taken like really like a long time to like reflect on some of this stuff. But like mm. one thing that really. The one that like popped into my head first and I was kind of like, is that the one I want to talk about or is there a different one? But my former English teacher, my high school English teacher, hires me from time to time to take maternity or family photos or something like that. And I took photos for her around me this time last year. And it was indoors in kind of like very yellow light, lighting so I wasn't like super enthused about it I was like this is I don't know if these are going to turn out I'm really worried yeah but she had the most adorable little girl it was her and her husband and her daughter and the daughter was like two I think at the time 
-hmm. couldn't really even talk but I was trying to get the daughter her name was Josie to look at the camera and she was like I could tell she was really like intrigued by like the shutter click like the noise that it would make Mm -hmm. so I like I started explaining how the camera worked to her and she like got it I was like the camera is an eye and it's looking at you and you need to look at it so you can see right and I was like and like she did it and I was like oh my god that is so cool like I don't know that was just really fun for me because like it was it showed me a lot about like a toddler's personality which is just a really fun thing to think about and like it got her to like give me a good picture too Mm -hmm. so it was just a really fun exchange that's really cool I feel like just kind of seeing that like curiosity I was like that's like kind of the like I don't know like photography is just like it's a way of like looking at things and like kind of processing them better so like seeing that kind of curiosity like reflected in your subject is really really cool especially when it's just like a baby yeah and you guys didn't even like it was a nonverbal kind of understanding in that situation like she kind of got it that's really that's fascinating Mm -hmm. because like I was using words to explain it but like Mm -hmm. she she couldn't like speak full sentences yet she was at the age where she was like mama dada whatever (laughs) but she was really fascinated by like the Christmas ornaments on the tree and I was like okay like let's get one of those and like put it by the camera it's like almost like bribing like a pet or something but not not really but yeah she was like I don't remember exactly what she said but I like I knew that she really understood what I was talking about when I was like it's seeing you and it needs to like look at you (laughs) wow I like that that is magical interesting okay what is your scariest moment like when you were shooting Uh, a lot of times it's that like stage fright where I'm like what do I do next what do I do next what do I do next (laughs) um which happens more often than I wish it did because more often than not I'm shooting in a pretty unfamiliar location with people that I don't know like super super well especially if it's a paid gig like when I'm shooting with my friends I'm like they're like whatever you're like go ahead and make mistakes like (laughs) it's fine but there's some pressure when there's money involved because you want to give these people what they're looking for. And like, obviously like I care about the stuff that I make and I want it to look good for me and for them. So there's that. And then like, I never want my clients to get hurt while we're shooting. I did an engagement session last winter where we went to this park. Mm -hmm. It was entirely ice. Like both of my clients fell like twice (gasps) and I was lucky to be wearing like good shoes and I'm relatively like sure-footed so I don't fall very often on the ice and but I was worried about like falling and like dropping my camera and breaking something out of my camera that was really expensive because like I'm still a very small like photographer for like business like I can't really afford to just replace a camera or replace a lens yeah so that's kind of a scary thing is like what if I damage my gear what if something happens to one of my clients and it's like related to me even if it's not my fault Mm-hmm. yeah that's scary I would think a wedding would be the scariest thing <laughs> I am ridiculous I'm so nervous for the weddings that I have to shoot I'm I'm really excited but I'm very nervous for the weddings I have to shoot this summer I keep mm-hmm. I want to like reach out to some more experienced photographers and be like even if I can't second shoot for you but can I like shadow you mm-hmm. so I have an idea of like the flow of the day because quite frankly I haven't even attended that many weddings 
So I'm like, I don't always know what to expect, especially of like a bigger wedding. Yeah. So Definitely. that makes sense. Okay, I have a I have a fun challenge for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to do I haven't done this in a really long time. I wanted to do a speed round and kind of wrap okay. your brain about like so you have to answer really quick, but I'm gonna say two things and you have to pick which one you prefer. Okay. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Nature versus city. Nature. Green Bay versus Milwaukee. Ooh. Milwaukee? <laughs> winter versus summer winter i think Ooh, i'm thinking that snow lighting i was thinking about that Maybe. one <laughs> yeah okay indoor versus outdoor probably outdoor okay um new new model versus an experienced person or a friend of yours I'm going to say new based on my experience, like with like, just like shooting normal people. Cause I've never shot with the, like a real model, like I said, subject to change. Mm-hmm. Okay. New camera versus old camera. Either one, whichever works for you. I like, I'm realizing a lot more lately that like your gear, it can hold you back, but it's not, it's never going to make you a better photographer. Um, so like as you're growing like you're better off just starting with something basic because you can do more than you ever expect with like a quote-unquote bad camera like as long as like there's not like flaws in the glass like the lens that you're using Mm -hmm. as long as there's not dust or like dirt or like it's just a like really old crappy lens like you can do a lot with a really really simple setup cool Interesting. Okay. So if there's a specific situation where you really need like the brand new latest and greatest camera, like go for it. But I'd say like most of the time you really don't need it. Yeah. Huh. What's your stance on iPhones? I like them. I don't really like Apple as a company, but I think <laughs> iPhones are like a great tool. <laughs> yeah. I think they, I appreciate the design. I appreciate that they're very user-friendly like there's a learning curve but once you get used to them like it's good I like them interesting I don't like how big they've gotten I have little hands <laughs> I want a small phone again <laughs> I had an iPhone 7 before I have my iPhone 11 and like it, my pinky gets sore from holding my phone and I hate it <laughs> <laughs> have you ever shot just on an iPhone or is that like illegal I have not <laughs> no you definitely can do it like I've I don't, I feel like I don't understand how to use my iPhone's camera is the problem. Like I've never like invested time into like figuring it out. Like I can take a good photo with my iPhone, but like, I don't really even use portrait mode. Like I don't really like the way it looks, it just looks fake to me. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, like I've, I've downloaded a manual app. So like if, I, if I'm in a bind, like I could make something reasonable with my iPhone, but like I generally don't. Most of what my camera roll is is not even pictures. It's either photos that I airdropped from my actual camera that like are good and I want to post on social media or it's like memes or like dumb <laughs> videos. It's not like photos. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was like, most of my pictures are like homework or memes. They're mm-hmm. not even, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of sad. That's funny. Okay. If you could take a picture with any person alive or dead, who would it be? 
Like me with the person or like I would take or a Or if you could them. shoot or both. If you could shoot them mm-hmm. or if you could be in the picture. I don't really care about being in the picture. I'd much rather just like, <laughs> sit down and have a conversation with somebody or like take photos mm-hmm. of them and like talk with them that way. Um, oh, somebody to take a picture of. Somebody just like anybody who's like super like driven and like dedicated to whatever it is they're doing. I think like I don't I can't think of any names off the top of my head except for like Harry Styles just because like his style is iconic. Yeah. And I like that would be so fun. But honestly, I don't really know. I'm kind of lately I'm kind of intrigued by Miley Cyrus because she's doing a lot of unexpected things. Like that her career's trajectory has been like really fascinating. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'd be interested in like talking to her about it and like hearing what she has to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think older people would be really interesting too, just because of like the life experience they have. I was thinking about that, and I've actually considered interviewing my grandma just to mm-hmm. say and see how our relationship changed. And I feel like that's how podcasting and and photography are similar in that you connect with a person in kind of a different way. And like mm-hmm. with shooting, like you get to see parts of a person that you wouldn't see just looking at them, mm-hmm. which is, really- I feel like taking photos of somebody is like, I think I mentioned this to you when we were shooting. It's like, it's really asking somebody to be very vulnerable with you. Mm-hmm. Like whether you like it or not, like everybody has insecurities about how they look and you have to just kind of go with it. Like, especially when you're, just out with somebody of the camera like you're not saying in front of a mirror you can't fix something that goes wrong like you can't tell if like your mix your lipstick is smeared or your hair is like wrong your photographer either has to tell you or you just have to trust that like it'll work itself out yeah there's a lot of vulnerability Mm -hmm. wow interesting okay I heard a really unique quote yesterday and so this Mm question is going to come off it might be really unorganized because it's coming out of my (laughs) my mouth right now but I read in a book that some cultures believe that when you take a picture you're stealing someone's soul what do you think about that I I don't know if I would go so far as their soul but I do think that you can take something from them maybe their privacy and I guess you could link privacy to somebody's soul if you like thought around it enough I don't think it would be that difficult to do, but like, Mm. I don't think I've ever told anybody this before, but like I, my family went to San Francisco the summer before my junior year of high school. And I like, I had, was still working with my first like quote unquote big camera then. And I brought it with, and we were like walking around the streets and San Francisco has a really large homeless population. Mm. And I took a picture of this homeless man had not asked him for it, had not said a word to him. And I felt really, really guilty about it afterwards. Like I still like sometimes I think about it. I'm like, who was that guy? Like I didn't make any effort to see who he was or like have a conversation with him. I just like took a picture of him. And like, it was really it felt like an act of taking something. Like, I don't know if it was his dignity or like if it was, I don't know what it was, but it felt wrong. I was like, I don't like that. I don't know if I deleted it or if I held on to it just to like remind myself of that feeling hmm. but I I'd never posted it anywhere I was like this is not mine to share interesting he didn't give me permission to take that photo yeah so. that's really powerful especially today when I mean everyone can flip out a camera we have to be super careful about kind of what 
what we're showing and what we're sharing with other people. And as a podcaster, even I try to be really careful with that. And if I know someone has been through a really traumatic experience, I like, I have to make sure that they they're willing to talk about it and they're, they're consenting. I don't want to throw them on the spot. Right. But, yeah. 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 I feel like street photography itself isn't like, I don't think that's a bad thing. So that's a whole like field of photography. I think it's really fascinating. And I give those people a lot of credit because there's a lot of like on the spot, like, figuring out of your camera and whatever and framing things Mm -hmm. but if I'm just gonna like take a portrait of one specific person I feel like I need to have their permission at least Mm -hmm. or like I need to know them and yeah like if I'm just taking a picture of a crowd or like a group of people or like somebody walking on a street and you can't like see who they are like you can't see their face I'm like I don't worry about that but this I was like it felt like an invasion of that guy's privacy when I just took a picture of him. So he was just like sitting on the sidewalk with like, I assume everything he owned. Yeah. I think he was like panhandling or something. And I was like, that didn't feel right. I don't fully understand why, but it, it wasn't good. Hmm. I feel like that made you a better photographer though. Like those moments when you, you make that mistake and you're like, wow, like this has changed the way I view my relationship with the people I take pictures with. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah, now that you say that, I'm sure it it definitely did. And, like, thinking about it, like, I would never want to, like, be, like, a paparazzi person. Because, like, just following somebody around and literally profiting off of something they do not want to give you. It's, like, Mm -hmm. that's just not, I don't like that at all. Yeah. It's, like, a matter of ethics, even. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a... I cannot think of her name, but she's a really famous model and a few months ago she published an essay on a photographer who very early in her modeling career took a bunch of really raunchy polaroids of her and she like self-titles them as like these are like the most explicit photos and like the raunchiest photos I've ever had taken and go if I could go back to when I was 20 or 21 I would never have let him take those wow but he like put them in a book and like never like asked her for permission about it or anything and like she's contacted him and he he's like you signed a waiver like these are mine I can do what I want with them and like from just like a human perspective that's so disrespectful and awful mm-hmm. like I don't know contracts aside just like respect other people yeah yeah That's really important. This definitely was a topic that I was not expecting. So this is really interesting. And we're kind of diving into a side of photography that I didn't, I didn't expect, but I think is so important now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something that like, it's really hard to think around because like, I don't know, I think it just gives you a better appreciation of like, consent and respect and cooperation. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about pictures? what was that how do you feel about editing pictures too because I know that's a big thing with like a lot of people like I know a lot of celebrities have their photos edited and a lot of people are really angry about that now and they they feel like they're portrayed in a different way than they should be I I love editing I in the sense that I love making a photo that I've taken closer to my vision for it Mm -hmm. so but I'm when I think of editing, I think of like what a normal person would use Visco for. Mm-hmm. Like not retouching, not making yourself look slimmer or taller or like changing the size of your features or something like that. 
I think of like adjusting the light and playing with color and the framing and the angles and stuff like that. Like that's what I love. And up until more recently, I tried to be really, really light even when I would like correct people's acne. Like mm-hmm. I want to flatter them, but I don't want to create a person in my photos that is not the person I took a photo of. Yeah. Which was kind of a like, and the reason that I thought about it that way was like, I've dealt with like skin issues and acne and stuff since I was in middle school, like a lot of people do. Never quite been able to get my skin how I'm happy with it. But realizing that the people in photos do not look like the people in photos has been really helpful. Like nobody has like perfect airbrushed skin. Like that is the computer doing that. That is a person taking a spot healing brush tool or literally blurring somebody's skin. Like you have a lot of power to change how people look Mm. as a photographer, especially a digital photographer, I think. Mm -hmm. And lately I've done more of it, honestly, just to like push the bounds of what I know I can do with these tools. It's Mm -hmm. like I have Photoshop and that last shoot that I did, the Euphoria one, like I went in and I did like, I cleaned up her skin significantly because I was like, I can, this seems like a shoot that like would benefit from it. Like I want it to look really clean and editorial. So I went, went in and did that, but I've really, I've kind of wrestled with myself on that one. I'm like, do I put a disclosure in my caption? Do I post like an unedited version of this photo? Like, cause there's a lot of different ways that you can manipulate somebody's appearance. Like mm-hmm. I can fake makeup on somebody and like almost like kind of the way that makeup will like appear to change your bone structure a little bit depending on where you put yeah. highlights and shadows. Like I can do that in Photoshop and I do sometimes like I'll add like a highlight. So somebody's face looks a little bit more something like I'll bring out their cheekbones or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a tricky line to to walk. Interesting, but yeah. it's something I do think about a lot. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because oh, like it's really it's really satisfying to mm-hmm. like clean up somebody's like imperfections and stuff like that. I'll do it on photos of myself. Like I take self portraits from time to time, and I'm like, I can make my skin like flawless. <laughs> I can make it look great. <laughs> And I'm like, but do I do that? Because that's not really a representation of what I look like. And that's not fair to me when I look back at this photo and be like, oh, that was so nice. That's mm-hmm. not fair to people who look at it because that's like, it's just not realistic. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a perfectionist? I'm working on not being a perfectionist, but I think I definitely am. Because like I was like all through school, a very high achiever. Like I think I, I graduated like a perfect 4.0 in high school and I've honestly been waiting in college for like the time that I like don't get one because I think it'll be very like freeing Mm -hmm. I don't recommend aspiring to or even like achieving a 4.0 to anybody that creates this illusion of perfection and that's not yeah that's not real like you can do everything right and like I'm very good at like knowing what to do right but there's no objective perfection like there's value in b c d work yeah whatever as far as grades go definitely but to a point you can only do so much Mm -hmm. 
I agree. I'm a perfectionist too. So I always ask that. And it, that was, it was really hard for me, especially I, I had a sports background. So coming mm-hmm. in, I kind of had to teach myself or like with dieting, even like when I was an athlete, I had to eat only veggies or only a certain thing. And I, I couldn't eat sweets. So coming into college, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to learn how to mess up and eat. Yeah. Yeah. Or I got an AB in Spain and I was like, wow, like this is the first AB I've gotten since freshman year of high school. Like this is mm-hmm. a big deal. And so I think overcoming perfectionism is scary, but it's so freeing that it's kind it of really is thing. Yeah. That's a really good. Yeah. Point. I think the same thing happened to me when I did my semester last year at Myad. I like mm-hmm. I goofed up a project really early on in the semester and just couldn't quite recover from it. And I got like an an AB, like you said, and it's like yeah. not a big deal, but I was like, that's really annoying for one thing. <laughs> like I didn't beat myself up over it because I was like, I understand what I did wrong and like I learned from it. Yeah. But like not having a perfect like transcript, no. Transcript? Transcript, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just like, it's like, it's so close, but it's not quite there. <laughs> but I felt like I needed it. Yeah. Definitely. Very interesting. Okay. I have one final question. So I asked everyone this question. It kind of stems from when going places was a travel podcast, but I always Mm -hmm. stump everyone. I ask this question too. So if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you not go? Where would I not go? Oh, that's not what I was expecting. (laughs) What? (laughs) I know. I get everyone. Um, Dang, because you were like, where would you go? I was like, Ireland. Um, where would I not go? I don't know. I want to go everywhere. (laughs) Like as far as danger goes, like I'm a little limited by different political climates and stuff like that. But barring that, like there's, I would like to go most places. Like, I don't know. The North and the South Pole don't seem all that appetizing. I guess same thing in the winter it feels like it in the winter (laughs) interesting I don't know I just like I don't know I'm very curious by nature so (laughs) I would like to go most places like there's places I want to go more than others but there's nowhere that I don't like I just don't want to go what have other people said like where where do people not want to go (laughs) I had a woman who worked for the Green Bay Packers. That was my first interview of this season. And she said she didn't want to go to the cold. And I have to reach out to her, but I think she just moved to Green Bay. So I'll have to see what she says. But I've gotten a lot of really interesting answers. I'm trying to think. Like one guy said like, oh, I won't go to all the places I've been before, which I thought was really, really deep and good. Mm-hmm. And then- yeah, that's a fair answer. I can't think of anything else. I've gotten some pretty interesting answers. A lot of them, I guess, like, people are like, oh, I'll go anywhere. Like, just let me go. Like, I interviewed a travel writer, and I think that was – I can't remember what he said, but I think that was one of his answers. Like, oh, I'd go anywhere. Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe that makes sense. Said, like, North Korea or, like, somewhere that was not allowed for Americans. Yeah, and, like, I thought of that, but I was like, it's not that I don't want to go there. It's more that I'm afraid of not being able to leave yeah. once we get there, you know? Yeah. And that's just because of a temporary political climate, like I said. Like, that's not anything – against the place itself it's the people that are in charge and how they're using their power that I don't like so yeah I don't know 
I went on a road trip <laughs> after my senior year and I did not like driving through Illinois and Indiana. Hey! Very, like, <laughs> sorry! I'm in Illinois. <laughs> Northern That's Illinois fine. was okay. I went to I went to a like state park there and that was really pretty. Mm. But once we got to like central and southern Illinois, I was like, there's so much corn. Yeah. That's so flat. <laughs> it's a funny place. Yeah, I'd say Nebraska, to be honest, like somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. So it might be like the most gorgeous, sunny place ever. Because cornfields and sun are beautiful but mm-hmm. you know, interesting stuff where would you go like post-covid where are you going um I'd re- I really want to get to Europe I like that's probably really cliche but like it's it seems really interesting I'm like I said I'm really interested in going to Ireland mm-hmm. um France Germany I, I really will go anywhere <laughs> cool. I'm excited. So, I'm excited to see your photos when you take that. Thanks. <laughs> I yeah, that's always really fun for me. I'm working on getting a camera that doesn't cost like everything that I've ever made in my life, I know. so that I can take that and like not feel stressed out about it so much. Because I'm always that's like my biggest like worry is like what if I'm going through customs or something and they like they're like you can't take this with you, and it's my camera and I'm like oh then what do I do with it you would never (laughs) do that yeah no I'm like if if my camera's not going I guess I'm not going because I'm not leaving it with you guys (laughs) interesting I just want a free GoPro so now I'm like okay I need to get into video that's super cool yeah so we'll see how that goes (laughs) yeah have fun with that yeah I'm excited it'll be fun but thanks for being on the show this was a really great conversation and I feel like I learned so much about a different side of photography that I wasn't normally thinking of. Thanks. I really enjoyed talking about it because I feel like you made me think about stuff that I don't normally think about either. Good. I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. That was my interview with Allie Laidlaw. Again, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to talk to her and I learned so much. I think photographers are my favorite people to interview besides authors because they have such amazing stories and I think their work is so fascinating. So it was really, really great to have Allie on, especially after our photo shoot. Again, thank you for tuning into Going Places and I can't wait to be back. This, this season, this winter season has a lot of really cool episodes coming up. So stay tuned and I can't wait to see where you go. Thanks. Bye.